We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app welcome to overnight america with ryan wrecker on kmox sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michaelsflooringoutlet.com It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight. So come and join the people, and I'm feeling alright. Be run over not America. Over not America. Welcome back. Here we are on this Monday night, another hour live. And then after midnight, we do two replay hours. You can always get the podcast by going to KMOX.com slash ONA. Haven't had a lot of input from you tonight. So if you want to call in, this is a good hour for you to do it. We can open things up at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. And if you missed it in the first hour, you'll hear it in a replay, but... Uh, you know, still trending right now, two things, Rush Limbaugh and Jeffrey Tubin, unrelated between the two things. Um, a lot of, um, well, things that are not nice and a lot of well wishes are going to Rush Limbaugh, as you can imagine, as a controversial type of figure in American politics and at least the discussion and political discussions. That is something that is bound to happen. Uh, Rush Limbaugh gave an update earlier today on his radio show, and if you missed it, uh, I, I played a portion of it in the first hour of the show, but it's starting to come pretty clear that he realizes that it's uh, he's not going to live forever, which is tough. I mean, we all at some point are going to come to that realization. And when you have stage four cancer and he knows that it's terminal and there's no turning back, he's doing everything he can to try to fight it. And he said he'll continue to fight it. And much as his analogy with what exactly is going to happen next, he gave it some months ago and he said that if it was a baseball analogy, treatment was going well, things were looking good, he was, you know, past first base, rounding second base, heading towards third, and he said as of late, he was called back to second. He never made it to third base. He's still keeping an eye out and he still wants to make it all the way around. One other thing you mentioned, and I didn't get a chance to play this for you earlier, so I feel like this might be the right time. Considering the ties that Rush Limbaugh has to Missouri, Cape Girardeau, I don't know if you know this, but his dad owned a radio station. That's how he got his start. That's kind of cool. He did work in baseball, Kansas City Royals. Uh, you know, he's got history in other uh, professional sports as well. They tried him out for a little football for a while, and that really didn't work out. 
broadcast wise, but he had a television show, the uh, you know one of the most popular radio programs in the history of broadcast, and still the audience that he draws is puts him right on top of the list there. Rush Limbaugh giving that uh, cancer update today in something that's a little bit more somber than what we're used to hearing from Rush Limbaugh. Let me play this last part for you because I thought this is worth replaying again. And from today, you heard it on KMOX. I mentioned at the outset of this, I think the first day I told you that I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It is of uh, immense value, strength, confidence. And that's why I'm able to remain fully committed to the idea that what is supposed to happen will happen when it's meant to. There's some comfort in knowing that that some things are not in our hands. There's a lot of fear associated with that, too. But there is some comfort. It's helpful. God is it's helpful to be able to trust and to believe in a in a higher plan. So I again let me just thank all of you for your support, your prayers. I send the same to all of you through anything that you are facing. So now the objective is here is to rounding third, not having to head back to second base and slide in there. Here's the rounding third. And, uh, and heading towards home. That's the objective. That's the goal. That's what we're fully focused on in terms of treatment and uh, behavior. That's what we're looking forward to. And so there's the update. I, uh, uh, I'm sorry it's been so long since the last one, but it really wasn't necessary until this time to give you because there hadn't been anything of a substantive change since uh, the treatment week of last week. So let's take a brief time out. Thank you again, folks. I can't uh, tell you how much your being there every day matters. Yeah. So he said that there's been some progression in his cancer. He told the listeners earlier today, scans show that it's going, and for a while there he thought it was dormant, as in he didn't want to give an update when things seem to be the same for a while and then eventually it has been it's been a long time since rush has given an update i want to say it's been since august maybe it's been a few months i I don't think there's been one since then but we know the original diagnosis and uh, everything that he's going through and we continue to think about rush and we don't want to forget his ties here to kmox and what could have been imagine if KMOX would have hired Rush Limbaugh when he applied here and <laughs> sent the uh, application. And, you know, I keep hearing about this and I missed out because apparently when he wrote to Robert Hyland looking for a job, apparently that application was hanging up on the wall of KMOX for a while. I didn't work here at the time that was there. It's been since gone. I've, from what I understand, it may have been sent back to him. I really don't know the true answer of what happened to it, but I have seen pictures of the letter hanging up on the wall, which you can see Rush Limbaugh's original address when he was in Kansas City at the time, the apartment he lived in, and his desire to want to work for the radio station that he loved and admired so much, being down in Cape Girardeau. How do you think he was really first given the opportunity to hear what talk radio was all about? It was right here at KMOX that he had then. It's amazing, the rich history of this radio station, and just imagine all of the other people that may have found themselves inspired based on what they heard on this station throughout the years. 
314-436-7900. I'd love to hear from you. I didn't get a chance, but we're going to talk about that New Yorker um, suspending Jeffrey Tubin. CNN's in on it, too. Really gross. And keep in mind, this isn't the first time Jeffrey Tubin's been in trouble. This is Overnight America KMOX. St. Louis's morning news. Total information AM. Weekday mornings at 5 on KMOX and KMOX.com. Thanks for joining us on Overnight America. I'm trying to find the exact statement that CNN put out about Jeffrey Tubin there. But essentially, if I'm from my memory, it was something very simple like we uh, we are allowing Jeffrey Tubin to st- take some time aside or something along those lines. It was really sad because you think about this could be happening and who could have um, who could do something like this and then they were to try to take a soft stance on exactly what happened. So let me back up here because I feel like I'm just confusing you. Jeffrey Tubin, contributor to CNN on CNN's payroll and also a New Yorker has been suspended for what he did on side of a Zoom call. So the Zoom call is those video conferencing calls. Apparently, it was between The New Yorker and WNYC Radio last week. They were on a conference call, and the idea was for them to play out how this election could go. So essentially, there was Republicans, Democrats. They were basically role-playing. So, hey, we need to prepare for the election night, the eventuality of what could happen. So we'll simulate some of these things. We'll have different people play different parts. Jeffrey Tubin apparently was playing the part of a uh, of the courts and just in general hypotheticals in order to at least have some experience so they're not taken off guard, which is actually kind of interesting to to think that they do these type of uh, these these type of dry runs in order to get their own political uh, you know election night coverage all ready to go and wrapped up. So while they were doing that, um, Jeffrey Tubin was playing the courts. There was a handful of producers on the call. They could see each other because it's a video conference call. Um, so then what ended up happening was, uh, and the, the sources were anonymous when they put this in because they didn't want to be named because of just, in general, they don't want to be pulled into this. So the people who spoke uh, on the condition of being anonymous said that it's unclear how much each person saw, but they know what they saw. They Two sources said that during this simulation that at some point they could see and I'm going to get I'm going to try to be le- at least graphic as possible during this mostly because I just don't want to it's and it's gross and it's sick and just you know really weird what this uh, Jeffrey Tubin guys into but so they're on this call and keep in mind he's participating in it it's a work call on a work day doing work with other colleagues live on video so essentially they caught him the camera was looking down and it caught him pantsless. Apparently they could see all of his, you know, genital region. I still feel icky even talking about this. It's just gross. But he was, you know, playing with himself on camera for his colleagues to see. Um, Apparently it happened and he didn't know he was on. He was still doing it and he... I don't know if anyone said anything. They might have just been in shock, but of course people reported it. He was under investigation for all of this, and now he's apparently uh, suspended. I honestly would look at something like this and say, why would you want to bring him back? You want to talk about toxic workplace environments? 
You know, the, the things that some people get in trouble for, toxic workplace, and you, you read these articles where someone would just have a discussion about something. In fact, you read these articles where someone would walk in and they would have, you know, a Donald Trump bumper sticker or, or they would wear a Make America Great Again hat or something like that. And people say, that's a hostile work environment. We don't want to work with that person. And they'll go crazy over something like that. And then some people even lose their jobs when they find themselves um, at a workplace just discussing things like, uh, and, and we're, we're not talking about harassment. We're not talking about bona fide examples of things that would really get you in trouble with HR. We're talking about things like having an open discussion about a controversial subject. It could be anything about what goes on on social media. It could be, could be, you know, I don't even want to get into it, but I think you know the type of topics that are hot button topics that people find themselves uh, getting in trouble for or fired in a workplace. Well, if you expose yourself in a workplace and you found yourself fondling yourself in front of other people inside of a workplace, how in the world can you expect to be able to return to that workplace if not that uh, the other people don't feel comfortable being around you anymore? This, this, is not, this is more than a stupid mistake. He called it an embarrassingly stupid mistake. No, this is a little bit worse than that. In fact, honestly, even though it happened on a Zoom, is it possible that some people inside of that organization would see something like that and make a sexual harassment claim? And could it, in fact, mean that he is someone that would have to, since he exposed himself to uh, a group of people, would have to, if they go to whatever, be uh, registered as a sex offender? Is that possible for Jeffrey Tubin? I don't think it's out of the realm. Keep in mind, too, WNYC Radio, we're talking about public radio. Public radio employees are somewhat sensitive, to say the least, extremely sensitive. I can't imagine that happening in front of an employee bringing this up. And I'm, as far as I know, you, I think WNYC is also unionized. And if that's the case, how do you make a claim that, hey, this person is allowed to come back into an environment like that when you have representation and you can make an argument? Um, I don't think you can. Now, CNN, who knows what CNN is going to do? This didn't happen during CNN, but we're talking about a person that got caught doing this in front of other people. And it's not the first time he's ever had issues, too. I mean, he's got a really strange past. I, I saw this one tweet, and I really didn't remember this. In fact, this might have happened so long ago that it's completely off my radar. But there's a, I don't know if he's a comedian, but someone on Twitter pointed out, Greg Price, it said, how is it that the Zoom blank killed Jeffrey Tubin's career more than knocking up his co-worker's daughter and pressuring her to get an abortion? And I read that and I thought, did he really do that? Is that true? So here's a story, and it goes back to February of 2010. It says, one of media's elite most whispered about scandals went public Wednesday when married CNN correspondent Jeffrey Tubin squared off with a woman who says he's the father of her baby. And this is from the Daily News, New York Daily News. Uh, Yale-educated lawyer Casey Greenfield, the daughter of CBS analyst Jeff Greenfield, faced off in Manhattan Family Court. Uh, they say as part of the court documents, and at least in this article back from 2010, that he, uh, Jeffrey Tubin, admitted that this was his kid, and the part about pressuring her to get an abortion is not in this article that I've seen. But there's a lot of weird things about all of this, because if you're in court, you know, you, you take a co-worker's daughter, impregnate, and then try to fight them in court, and... Uh, it's just icky. The whole thing is gross, gross, gross. Why would people want to associate 
with Jeffrey Tubin. And why would CNN want that? You know, I just imagine CNN right now. This is CNN, the most trusted name in news. Oh, we're going to go straight to Jeffrey Tubin. How would you be able to play that <laughs> and then go straight to Tubin after that? So it's gross, 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 gross. Uh, 314-436-7900. He's trending still for that, and he's been trending for a long time. Uh, let's see. You know who else was trending, and you heard from CBS News? Jeff Bridges made an announcement on social media. It says, as the dude would say, new blank has come to light. I have been diagnosed with lymphoma. Although it is a serious disease, I feel fortunate that I have a great team of doctors, and the prognosis is good. I'm starting treatment and will keep you posted on my recovery. And then he went on to say, profoundly grateful for the love and support from my family and friends. Thank you for the prayers and well wishes. And while I have you, please remember to go vote. Uh, He doesn't say who to vote for, but he just puts that out there. So there we are. Jeff Bridges uh, also trending and just like Rush Limbaugh, still trending tonight, talking about his latest update, trying to battle lung cancer at currently stage four. Uh, we got a couple of minutes here. How about this real quick? Did you see this regarding the latest with the Hunter Biden laptop scandal? Uh, the National Intelligence, DNI, John Ratcliffe, uh, was talking to Maria Bartiroma about the Hunter Biden laptop. And Maria actually had some great stuff from Senator Ron Johnson up in Wisconsin yesterday and over the weekend, I should say, when they were talking about some of the, uh, you know, here's here's what we know. Here's what we don't know. Here's what uh, actually what we know right now doesn't rule any of this stuff out. But one of the interesting parts is that you have Adam Schiff that has been masquerading out there and saying, no, 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 no. It's it's all the intelligence community says this is rubbish. Well, so let's ask the intelligence community. Did you come out and say it was rubbish? I think that's what people are wondering. Where did he get that? So how about we play that answer? This is from uh, Fox News. Is this Russian disinformation, director? So, Maria, it's funny that uh, some of the people that complain the most about uh, intelligence being politicized are the ones politicizing intelligence. And unfortunately, in this case, uh, it is Adam Schiff, the chairman of the House Intelligence uh, Committee, who, uh, as you pointed out on Friday, said that the intelligence community believes that Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails on it are, are part of some Russian disinformation campaign. Let me be clear. The intelligence community doesn't believe that uh, because there's no intelligence that supports that. And we have shared no intelligence with Chairman Schiff or any other member of Congress that Hunter Biden's laptop is part of some Russian disinformation campaign. It's simply not true. And this is exactly what I said I would stop when I became the director of national intelligence. And that's people using the intelligence community to leverage some political narrative. And in this case, Apparently, Chairman Schiff wants anything against his preferred political candidate to be deemed as not real and is using the intelligence community or attempting to use the intelligence community to say there's nothing to see here. Um, Don't drag the intelligence community into this. Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign, and I think it's clear that the American people know that. There it is. That is right from it. So if they are going out there and they're saying, oh, no, no, the intelligence community, the intelligence community that's there, they all say that this is uh, Russian, Russian, Russian. Well, okay. then how about we find out? Did the intelligence community say that? The answer is no, they did not say that. They didn't rule either way. They just said they're still trying to figure this stuff out. So to go out there and deny it right now is at best Adam Schiff being Adam Schiff. 
That's what he does best. He goes out there and lies. So why would anyone listen to him after all that we saw with this whole Russiagate stuff and all the different things he tried to propagate in the past? Uh, so when it comes to the Biden laptop, how are you feeling about this? I mean, are, are you looking at this as a conspiracy? Are you actually putting some backing behind it right now? Do you believe that there could be something true? Do you believe that it's likely this is true? Do you believe it's disinformation? Where do you um, where do you gauge this right now? Because you know it's going to come up on Thursday. You know during the debate that at least Donald Trump will bring it up. So where do you uh, stand on it? 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 on Overnight America KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is Kevin Wheeler. Stay tuned this week as we look at five key storylines that will impact the upcoming Cardinals offseason. From veterans hitting free agency to the search for more offensive production, we'll have it all right here on your home for the Cardinals, KMOX. Overnight America is live with you tonight. I'm always a fan of hearing from you, and it's been a action-packed show. I had a lot of guests, so... I wanted to let you know that this is the time for you to call in. So if you wanted to bring something up, you can. We have the second presidential debate that's going to be happening this Thursday between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. What's going to happen there? What's going to be brought up? President Trump said he will press on the Hunter Biden email story if the debate moderator does not bring it up. I don't know if the debate moderator will. I think that it is something that is important uh, to address. And I don't think the way Joe Biden has addressed it, or at least the DNC has addressed it, gives you the impression that they are fully confident that Joe Biden is fully innocent here. I really don't. I think they are hedging their bets at this point because they realize there could be other things there. and They're being very careful in the way that they're trying to word things. I think there are things that really are true on this email chain. I, I don't think it's just a bunch of made-up stuff, mostly because there have been some emails that have been independently confirmed. Uh, I guess that could have been fraudulently independent confirmed, but there are some weird things about this laptop story, too. There's things that just don't mesh up all that well that you'd look at and say, oh, I don't know, this this doesn't seem to um, line up here properly, or why would it go down this way? None of this stuff fits right. you know. And either way, I still think it's worthy of looking into seriously. And what does the FBI know about it? I think that's really the most thing that we need to do. I think that we have to know what the FBI already knows on this, based on if they've been looking at this since 2019. Have they really been looking at it? And what about these FBI agents that want access to the laptop, ones that are trying to put together, and, and this does, by the way, this isn't conspiracy. We already find out there are certain agents that are putting a case together, at least ones that normally work on child pornography cases that have asked for access to this laptop to look into it. So what does that mean, too? 
314-436-7900. So the presidential election right around the corner. Trafalgar Group, Robert Zakali is someone that looks at the latest polls. Their polling methodology is a little bit different. We do like to know what exactly goes on in the methodology of a poll to see how accurate it is because, wow, a lot of people got burned in 2016. What exactly happened there? So he, as part of the Trafalgar Group, has looked into this, and he has some ideas of what might be happening in this election. I'm sure you are curious, too. It's easy for people to, to discount something. I mean, you know, they discounted and said, well, we got it wrong in 2016 in these states because of we didn't wait by education. I mean, it is really easy. But what they are doing is they are defending an old model. They are defending what I call dinosaur polling, and the world has moved on. People move too fast for long questionnaires. People do not want to be disrupted and to take a poll now or never. And, you know, people don't feel comfortable sharing their opinions in the current environment. And if you don't adjust for that, you just keep getting it wrong. But the problem is people who poll with an agenda don't care whether they get it wrong. Ain't that the truth. You know, as it turns out, we have some calls here. You know, Mike, the call screener, the program we used to relay this thing, it wasn't refreshing. So I didn't know we had people on the line. This is great. Let's take some calls. Um, How about Judith? Welcome to Overnight America. Yes. Um, this goes back to your, t- your mentioning Rush Limbaugh. Right. I wouldn't call, and this could go back as far as 2004 with the uh, 100th anniversary of the World's Fair, but I remember, I guess this must have been his great-grandfather traveling from Cape Girardeau to St. Louis to the World's Fair, and it was his first time ever seeing electricity. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is that now, I something? I think the man lived to be till about 102 years old. Wow. Isn't that something? But just just to think back that 100-plus years ago, electricity was something that someone in Cape Girardeau had never even seen. Yeah, we're really not that far removed from a lot of modern luxuries. And I'm someone that's 37 so I grew up when technology started to really take over, and I, I look at a younger generation that really has no idea of what came before them because things have changed so much. But um, you go back even 100 years, and it's like this because radio is 100 years old, you know? Radio is still a somewhat new type of uh, industry, and I was able to meet and talk to some of the people that were there when it was still almost in its infancy. People were still trying to figure out what it was. It's humbling to hear those stories, to, to talk to people who, you know, were introduced to electricity in their life and just didn't have it, take it for granted, you know? Uh, that really is amazing. And, the, and um, the, you, the roads that he traveled over, the way he had to travel just to get from Cape Girardeau to St. Louis. Oh, so yeah, it's, it's a really big great thing. great-grandfather. Yeah, great. Well, think, Judith... I, I don't it, think his grandfather would have been that old. You know, good question. You're probably right about great-grandfather. Hey, they have a great day. Thank you very much, Judith, for calling in. Good to hear from you. Uh, let's go to J.D., who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking the call. Good. Love mm-hmm. the show. Um, I wanted to go first to your county executive uh, guy with his overreach of powers. I live in Michigan. And we have the same thing going on, except to a much larger scale, uh, mm-hmm. where one individual just simply took over, took all the power, took the control, and then realized after Supreme Court ruling, it was all illegal. And 
to a certain extent, you have that going on here. Uh, one person with too much power has a tendency to just serve their own self-interest first um, and everybody else second. Uh, the other thing is, as far as Hunter Biden goes, um, somebody needs to tell me why Joe Biden went to the Ukraine 14 times as vice president of the United States. And then also the last trip he made was three days before the inauguration. So I'm just curious as to why there was such a vested interest by the vice president in this one particular area. And now we know his son was neck deep in the whole thing. So I'm convinced Hunter Biden was nothing but a bag man for his dad and whoever else was in on it. And then um, subsequent to that, I mean, you have to look at it and say, Paul Manafort went to prison for exactly what Hunter Biden was doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and as far as the media goes, boy, I've never seen a circling of the wagons happen so quickly. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I have read or heard Different stories about unconfirmed, unidentified sources have said dot, dot, dot. Oh, yeah. And they run with the story. Nobody bothers to check. Nobody bothers to verify. But on this one, even though the FBI is in possession of the laptop, even though they have hard copies of it, nobody seems to be able to take that one step just to say, hey, Mr. Computer Guy owner in Delaware, did this actually happen? Mm. So it's just amazing how silence falls when it needs to, to serve the purpose of one group. And imagine if this was Don Jr. on that laptop. Imagine or anything, what, or anything way would... around. Yeah. And keep in right. mind, um, let me point this out real quick, because when you start to do foreign policy and you're sending people overseas, it's very important not only the travel of Joe Biden, why was he travel? Why was Hunter traveling to overseas? What would be the business of having Hunter Biden travel with the vice president of the United States? So we all we already knew that that was a little bit unorthodox and weird to begin with, based on all the dealings that Hunter Biden would have had would have been private. So what's the point of him being there to begin with? So when people say, no, no, this is his son. You can't bring this up. It's not something that has anything to do with him running for president. Well, I think if when you intermingle these two things, you travel and you are are somehow implicated that you somehow accepted money either on his behalf, then all of these things are intermingled and they are relevant. Absolutely. Well, and to, to my case, Don Jr. had lunch with a Russian lady. That yeah. took front page for three to four months and was also part of the big investigation that went on for three and a half years. And my frustration is to say, wait a minute, I've looked on CNN's website. They haven't uttered a sentence about this entire thing. So how can okay. you simply ignore it under the guise of, well, it hasn't been confirmed. It's unverified. Well, you run those stories all the time on a regular basis. Yeah, that's absolutely that's absolutely the case. In fact, um, in it's been a pretty wild ride the last couple of years because how many of those unconfirmed sources ended up being false? And one of those sources, which we believe is Adam Schiff, uh, to begin with, to try to propagate this stuff out there to further along an investigation is a complete abuse of power. But when there's one one story that comes out the, the, and people are talking about it, for them to try to hide it and refuse to bring it up is very telling. But hey, thank you very much, J.D., for your call. Good to hear from you. Um, let's go to Mike. Welcome to Overnight America, Mike. How you doing, uh, Ryan? I yeah. heard about uh, Rush Limbaugh. 
Yeah. Uh, about what he's dealing with. And, and I had to say, I had to admire him for saying to the Lord Jesus Christ is his Lord and Savior and what he's going through. And I'm going to pray for him as well. And I admired him, even he going through this lung cancer stuff. And he said he prayed for everybody else, what they're going through. And, and not to preach, but there is a part in the Bible to encourage him. It, it says, the Lord who forgives all sins and heals all thy diseases. And I and uh, God can heal him from that. But I have to admire him because that shows me he's a Christian. I didn't know that by admiring him for saying that. He's a very intelligent man, whether you, uh, people agree with him or not. And one time, I think in the past, I checked on Facebook, a lot of people just loved Rush Limbaugh. And sometimes oh, yeah. we do things to make ourselves sick. Now, maybe I don't smoke, but maybe, like, I might eat junk food I shouldn't eat and get diabetes. It would be my own fault. But still, you want to pray for the individual. I didn't even know he believed in Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, but I admire him for saying that. And I well, really hope the best for him. I really do. Awesome. Great. Okay. Uh, thank you very much, Mike. Good to hear from you. And that's very well said. And I'm glad that he professed that. That's always an important thing to profess that out loud. Uh, we'll take some more of your calls coming up. I see you, Matt. We'll be right with you on Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. And Overnight America is live for the next couple minutes. We're up until midnight, and then after midnight, the two replay hours, which you can catch even on the podcast if you wanted to. Um, I, by the way, I connect Doc Emmerich, who announced today he's retiring to KMOX, and it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think you'll like the story that I'll be right after midnight as part of the replay hour. Let's go to Matt, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. Yeah, I, I hear you, Matt. What's going on? Yeah, Ryan, I, I just uh, wondered if you had a chance to check out. There's a documentary on uh, YouTube. It's called Riding the Dragon. Mm, and uh, no. it's about yeah. it's about the Biden's dealings in, in Ukraine and China. It's very, very interesting, very, very informative. It's about 45 minutes long, so it's a, it's a short watch. And uh, if, you, if you it's pretty eye opening. If you get a chance, uh, take a look at it and maybe link it to some people. Uh, right. Like I said, it's, it's worth the 45 minutes. Oh, OK. Oh, this was put out by Glenn Beck, the Blaze TV. Uh, yes, it was. Oh, OK. Uh, let me see how long this is. It came out in September of this year. Uh, it says riding the Okay, let's see. Yeah, forty-one minutes riding the dragon. The, the Biden's Chinese secrets documentary from the blaze. That's good. You know, I sometimes when things are posted up on social media, the YouTube's of the world, and you know anyone can put anything up, and that's part of the problem. You know, sometimes things do look professional, but they don't really have a lot of substance behind it you see that with a lot of like alien conspiracy videos you know and it's kind of, it might be fun to watch it but you don't really put all of your faith and hope into these things but when someone like a big organization like the blaze glenn beck's outfit down in texas puts something like this out you better believe that there's going to be substance behind it so that's good I'm glad you pointed exactly. that out hey thank you very much no man problem. good to hear from you oh, no, no, no problem I might have to watch that on YouTube sometime. I some you know I get um, these times where I'm holding the baby for a few hours at a time, and you, there can't be a lot of things you do. It's not like uh, I can do something around the house at that time. So basically, I'm just sitting and finding something to do. Either I'm reading news articles on my phone, or I might watch a video here and there. That try to watch a documentary or something. Maybe that could be one of the things I check out. Let's see. This has 1.3 million views. Uh, 
on the documentary. Okay, very good. Uh, 314-436-7900. Just real quick, I was going to play some of these other clips that we have. And part of the clips is just the polling. Uh, the Trafalgar group puts out their own numbers. They have their own methodology on how they handle things. And I was looking at their Twitter account, and they say it's a lot closer. So when you look at some of these other national polls and they say, oh, Joe Biden's up by 500 million points, you know, they, they kind of pull that. Trafalgar group, I think, last check when I was looking at them, I think they had Biden up by one. So it wasn't like a double-digit lead or anything like that. So they asked them, who will win? Right now? I think Trump wins in the mid 270s. I think he wins Florida. Florida is, I, I don't think Florida's a question. Ohio and Florida are not a question. Anybody talking about Georgia and Texas, that ain't going to happen. I think North Carolina, he'll edge out North Carolina and win it. And then, it, then he'll, I think he will win Arizona. And so then it comes down to he only has to win one of Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. And I believe he will win one of them. And I think Michigan is an excellent chance for a Trump victory. I would say probably of those four, Michigan is the most likely one that he will win. And if he wins the others, that's all he needs. Wow. All right. So sometimes you hear these type of projections. And we actually had someone on just uh, last week. You can go back and listen to that as part of the podcast. But as you start to learn and hear about some of the rationale of, hey, this is the methodology they use, and it's actually not a double-digit lead for Joe Biden. This very much could be something that if you go on, you know, if you go district by district how's it going to look for each candidate and then let's look at the trends and looks look at the trends are saying then you can start to find that it's a lot closer than what they lead you to believe you know what i noticed too the crowd sizes are very telling yet again so i don't know if you can just chalk this all up for covid but you know the president goes somewhere vice president pence goes somewhere they'll they'll speak in front of a crowd one of the um one of the kids don jr or eric trump one of the two will go speak and there'll be a nice large crowd I was just looking online today. One of the surrogates, Elizabeth Warren, was talking on behalf of Joe Biden, and either they just had a deceptive camera angle or they only had like 20 people that showed up for this. And that's very telling to me that there's just not a lot of excitement. Even Joe Biden will go out and they'll say, hey, uh, bring your car out and listen from your car, and there'll be like 20 cars that show up. And if that's the case, if there's no excitement for the person, is it all just, hey, you got to got to go online and you got to make a lot of noise so all your friends think you're doing something but in reality you're not going to do anything at all that's that's i don't know the telltale sign of how you lose an election one more one more clip focus groups this is part of the trafalgar group what's really interesting is when you do focus group work and you ask a focus group they watch an ad or or, you know listen to some audio or just watch uh you know a television program with the candidates on them and then you ask them to talk about what they think and then you ask them to show their hands on how they feel and you know who they're for but then you also hand them a paper ballot and let them go separately mark what they see you will see a difference every single time people who had an opinion that the group didn't like didn't feel comfortable sharing in front of the group but as soon as they could write that thing down where nobody was looking they told you the truth Okay, and we saw that last election. Are we going to see the same thing this election? I think that'll be the big question. All right, that about does it for us. The live portion of Overnight America, the replay coming up, my story about Doc Emmerich and how I think he is indirectly related to KMOX. Rich Rabino will talk about the election and some uh, things that have shaped previous elections. And Patrick Murphy will talk licorice in Candyman. That's the book that he has out there. Enjoy the rest of your night. We'll be back again tomorrow at 8. And uh, reach me on social media between now and then. Have a great night. Bye. 
the lonely rain Wishing I could see your face again Change the dial on the radio Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow If things were only like they used to be We'd be lying in love tonight I wish you'd call me on the need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 